This is a test. Practice. This is a test. Practice. This is a test. Test me. Yep. 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 Good. That should do us. Now, do I, I hit? Stop, don't I? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Sports Science Podcast, episode number something. Don't know what we're on. Uh, my name's John Lee, and I'm here as always with Dan Sly. Hello. Um, so today we're going to be talking about evidence and where we get it from. Doesn't sound like much thrilling of topic, Dan's, but we're going to make it so. Without evidence, John, mm. we are but ships in the night. Yeah. With no destination. Okay. Now that is a quote I've just made up in my head <laughs> <laughs> to avoid dead air. Um, I think which we is the number one sin in the podcast. The evidence is important, John. I can tell yeah, you. Yeah, it's much. really important. Uh, I kind of feel like um, in quite a few of the episodes we've used some references. We've yep. dropped some references in there. Yep. Um, we keep talking about evidence-based practice and stuff like that, but we haven't actually explained to people what good evidence is yep. or where they can find good evidence or how they know you know whether evidence is good or not so i kind of feel like we need to cover that really don't we yeah i'm gonna tell you guys where some of the pitfalls that people are falling into and we're going to stop you from doing that yeah i mean especially like i said anyone who's got any aspirations to work in sports science i I can i can speak from sports psychology angle without being able to evidence your use of evidence-based practice within your own work or evidence-based research rather it's very difficult to demonstrate your yeah. competency to to practice anything. So. And for people, even people that aren't in sports science, there is so much nonsense on the internet and on social media fake, these days. Fake news, everybody. Fake news. Fake news. That's that's that. Yeah. Flawless Donald Trump. Yeah. Um, fake news. That how like how do you wade through that bullshit to work out what's yeah. actually true or not? And we're going to hopefully give you some techniques to do that. Absolutely. Let's do it. We're going to start, Dan. And the listener, come along on this journey with us, yeah. please. By kind of giving this some context by talking about what is science, Dan. Oh, well, we've already, we've already talked about what are athletes, what is sport. And we may have given some whimsical answers to that one, Dan. <laughs> um, but now we're going to, like, what is science? Okay. Dan, go on. Hazard you dare a guess. Science, John. Is like a ship in the night. <laughs> I would say, John, science isn't evidence-based practice, mm. practice, practice, which aims to further developments in a chosen field. How's that? Oh, that's bloody really lovely. Though. Oh, that's, that wasn't that. Yeah, good. I mean, it's certainly better than my yeah, really nice. ships in the night. Yeah. Mind, I, I gave Dan literally no notice for that yeah. question. So yeah, he's he's done very well. Yeah, and I kind of broadly, science it kind of comes into two categories. Okay. It's like a body of evidence. Sure. The science, you know, the the science says this. Yeah. For example, that's one. And then number two is what you said. Basically, it's like a methodology. Okay. It's a way. Of finding the truth, isn't yeah, it? Or a way of answering sense. questions, yeah, to, mm-hmm. as you say, kind of further whatever field you're working in. Um, this is how it works, Dan. I know you know this, but does the, does everyone else? Yeah. Well. You basically start with evidence, yeah. facts, thing that we know are true. The sky is blue. Everyone knows that. We yeah. can look up. That's a fact. 
this table is made of wood, stuff like that, facts, rich bits of evidence, rich yeah. mahogany, um, many leather-bound books. Yeah. Um, based on that evidence, you kind of go, oh, the sky is blue, oh, this is that, that is that. Yeah. You make a hypothesis. Yeah. You go, but if this and this and this are like that, then probably this is like that. You, know, you then come up with a hypothesis. Yeah. Not a theory, a hypothesis. You end up with a lot of this is and a lot of that is. A lot of this is, a lot of that is. So you go, this is, I think this is the answer. I think... Uh, whey protein makes you run faster. Yeah, that's your hypothesis. The key point to science, by the way, is that a hypothesis <laughs> makes me <laughs> it makes everyone shit faster. <laughs> makes people fart smell worse. Um, your hypothesis has to be testable. If you come up with a hypothesis you can't test, that isn't a hypothesis. Yeah. Part example, the hypothesis that we live in a simulation. The whole world is a simulation. A matrix, if you will. A matrix. Yeah. It's not a theory and it's not a hypothesis. It's not testable and it's fucking stupid. We probably don't. Okay. Let's just assume. And even more importantly, if we are, it doesn't change anything. So you may as well assume we're not. Okay. I disagree with Elon Musk on this point. So okay. you come up with a hypothesis. has to be testable. In science, we then test the hypothesis and try and prove it wrong. That's quite important. We try and disprove it. And then you get a test result. Either you've proved it wrong, yeah, you go gravity. Things fall to the floor, Dan. Everything falls to the floor. I think that there's gravity and everything will keep falling to the floor. So you test it. You jump a few times. Oh, I always come back to the floor. We test it again. Oh, I always come back to the floor. You keep getting results and you test it and test it and test it. You never prove anything. But once you've tested something so many times and not disproved it, we then go, gravity is probably right. Yeah. But ladies and gentlemen, this is a key point. We are all welcome to test gravity Please. at all times. We can yeah. all do science. Do it now. Jump on the spot. Oh. And the first time that you jump on the spot, Dan, and go, oh, oh, and float up to the ceiling See and stay it. up there, we have to change our theory. Or try and check our drinks haven't been spiked for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. More personally, yeah. Yeah. if you're not on drugs, if you actually jump and float up to the ceiling and stay there, we ha we've now got a new bit of evidence. Yeah. So now we have to change our hypothesis and change our theory. So, so people... Yeah. Go on. Please. So you, you, you're, you, what you're saying, if I'm correct, John, is yeah, like you say, very difficult to technically prove or disprove impossible. something utterly. Yeah. Know, impossible. Rather. To prove, so, yeah. But we can get it based on evidence and repeated trials, etc. Yeah. To such a small point zero 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 zero. That there's percent. basically no doubt. Yeah. At that point, it becomes a theory. That yes. is when you can say we have a theory of gravity. So gravity is still just a theory. People love bounding that word yeah. about when they talk about evolution. Oh, yeah. Evolution is just a theory. Yep, so is gravity. Yep. Feel free to jump out of a window, <laughs> see if it's still true. <laughs> like, these things are theory. That is not the same as a hypothesis, and people use this wrong all the time. I think I've even done it on this podcast. Say, oh, I've got a theory about this. You yeah. haven't. You've got a hypothesis, hypothesis. about this yes. based okay. on the evidence. You haven't tested it, therefore it's not a theory. So if that makes sense, let me ask you this question, Dan and the listeners. Have a little think, okay. Dan, and the listener, about something that you think is good for you or healthy, either in sport or in health, something that's that you're fairly sure is a good idea. And then just think about where you actually got that information from. Mm. So it might be something that you eat that you think is healthy. It might be a supplement that you take that you think works. Or it might be some exercises that you do. Okay. Do this at home, listener. Yeah. Do it with us. Where did you get that information from? How do you know that that supplement you're taking is good? The answer, nine times out of ten, is uh, the website of the company that made it. Yep. 
a friend told you, mm-hmm. a family member told you that you should do it. Mm-hmm. Um, that, grandma swears by grandma it. Grandma swears by it. That's where like probably 90% of stuff comes from. Yeah. Facebook, social media, the website of the manufacturer or the, or the, yeah. you know, the packaging that the manufacturer gives you, a friend or family. Mm-hmm. Is any of this good evidence, I ask you, Dan? Well. So we've all heard it. Oh, you've got a bit of a sniffle. Oh, you should definitely make sure you're getting plenty of vitamin C. Mm. Is there any good evidence for that? None whatsoever. There's been loads of trials. Vitamin C does not appear to reduce the time that you take to recover from a cold. What people do is, and this is where old wives' tales come from, you have a cold, you take vitamin C, you get better. And so you say vitamin C works. But what happens if you don't take the vitamin C, Dan? I think I'll still get better, You'll still get better from the common cold. You just, it's a... um, uh, what's it called? A placebo. A confirmation oh, bias. Confirmation bias yeah. Whereby you remember the times you got better and go, oh, it must have been the vitamin C. It's not. Oh, you got a bit of a sore throat. Or oh, you better have some honey and lemon. That'll yeah, that'll help with your with your yeah. sore throat and your cold. Yeah. Probably not. Probably not. You know, a little bit of science in there. Some manuka honey has been shown to be antibacterial, but probably not. It's old wives' tales. Yeah. It's anecdote, Dan. An anecdote is not evidence, is it? If there's one thing we don't have time for on this podcast. It's anecdote. It's bloody anecdote. Um, and so basically, as, as you can see there, tying those last two points together, Dan. Yeah, fusion. Most people's evidence is based on anecdote. Yeah. Or other people's biased opinions of the stuff they've read, or the company's biased opinions of how good their own products are. Yes. And then if, you, if that's the first step in you making a hypothesis as to whether the thing works, mm-hmm. you're always going to come up with the wrong answer. Yeah. So if your evidence is flawed... The, the hypotheses and the theories you come up with are always going to be It's a classic case, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm, you may well touch upon this later, but this idea as well of kind of correlation between two variables does not infer causation. Yes, exactly. Let's yeah. not go because this is happening, this is contributing yeah. to that. Ooh. Oh, look, when I sell more ice creams, it gets hotter outside. Yeah. No, they are correlated to each other. You don't know which one causes the other. Yes. We do know which one causes the other, but in other things where it's less clear, mm-hmm. yeah, one thing and another thing going together, I ate more vitamin C. Mm-hmm. I got better. That doesn't mean that one caused the other. Yeah. It just meant that both happened yeah. at the same time. So I, I think another one our, our students have been exposed to all the time is, isn't it, that there's a correlation between ice cream sales and shark attacks. Uh, yes, there are. So Almost either you believe so if I order a Cornetta... Yeah. I'm going to Someone, get a great white shot yeah. biting my leg off. Or maybe we put too much emphasis on the relationship between two variables. Yeah. When actually one causation to the other multitude of kind of extraneous or other things going yeah. on variables. Which in that case, again, it's obvious that there's a third yes. variable we're not taking into account that when it's hot, yeah. you're more likely to be in the water. But yeah, there's also one when I think Nicholas, the number of releases of Nicolas Cage films and car crashes correlate quite well or something <laughs> stupid like that. But so, you know, it's just nonsense. Yeah. yeah. Basically, correlation. Very much. Yeah. yeah. Not causation. Very and so much if you're. A kind of metaphor for his career there. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell, yeah. right. Um, one, the, probably the most famous time this happened, bad evidence caused a real shit yeah. show, um, was when that guy published the article saying that vaccines cause autism. Oh, yes. yes that was yeah. like. Nearly 30 years ago, yeah. I think, he published that paper. And still now, there are university students getting the measles because their parents didn't vaccinate them because yeah. they thought the vaccines cause autism. It, they don't, by the way. No. Um, there's, it's been tested. 
a hell of a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a poor evidence. The guy lied. The guy falsified some of the results and he overstated um, some other stuff. Um, it doesn't cause autism. Um, but because of that now, still, years later, people are coming up with this wrong hypothesis yes. and it's literally causing people to die because of poor evidence. So, Dan, where where do we find evidence? That is the question, isn't oh, it? John, our listeners look no further than us. Actually, no, look look. Look far beyond us. Yeah. Um, so basically, there's a thing called a hierarchy of evidence. I'm not going to get into it too much because it's a little bit boring. But it starts with like, it basically lists how good a source of evidence is. I'm counting the first couple as not even evidence, Dan. Okay, I've annotated with my commercially supported information. So maxi muscle yeah. telling you that the maxi muscle way. No affiliation or uh, or other brands of protein. Other brands available. The Sports Science Podcast protein range will be out in yeah. the Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, this because Maxi Muscle tells you that their whey protein is good. That's not good evidence. Yes, but Maxi Muscle whey protein works. Yeah, um, anecdote and personal experience. That's oh, not God, evidence, damn. but that's the number one place where people get their information from. A friend says that yeah. I took glucosamine oh. and my joints got healthier. Oh, I did, but yeah. It is okay. In fact, this is tying in nicely to a lot of our stuff. Yeah. One, fads we've talked about in an episode. Oh, fads. Two, I think we might have touched upon the placebo effect. I think it's yep. the same episode, which yep. you need to be hugely aware of. Because yeah. you do something with something at the same time. Three, again, correlation. Something happened. I yeah. did something different. It's got that. And we could are it have been you were just recovering? At yeah. Working out the cause of stuff. So people yeah. will think, oh, I got ill. Oh, it must have been the chicken. It's like, you don't know that. People think we always come in with our own biases. Um, so people are really bad at that. Unless people are placebo controlling yes. their own use of these supplements. This is why fads work, because people can't tell whether stuff works or not. If you assume, John, it yes. makes an idiot. Of of you and me. Of, yes. Yeah, as the old that's, saying that's goes. the classic yeah. adage goes. Yeah. Um, next one, uh, media, kind of social oh, media. Absolutely. Um, fake, news. fake news, everybody. Fake news. Fake, but fake, you hear it all the time, don't you? News. On news, you'll hear, scientists say that this causes cancer. Scientists now say that it doesn't cause cancer. Yeah. The issue there is, one paper might have written, there could be, and papers are always written in very cautious terms, there could be a link between this and cancer. News grabs it straight away, right. which the scientists wouldn't do themselves, by the way. News grabs it. Oh, this causes cancer. This causes cancer. Oh, scientists were wrong. They've now said that it doesn't cause cancer. Plus, controversially, John, where are we limiting or characterising what defines a scientist? Is there, uh, yeah, exactly. Is it a protected term, exactly. scientist? I doubt it. No. Anyone that, it uses is, yeah. it, anyone that uses this method that we're talking yeah. about would be deemed a scientist. scientist. So, yeah. Yeah. Science, scientists say that will probably mean one scientist has said there might be a cause. Don't believe the media. I mean, ladies and gents, we are Take technically in. scientists. Do you believe everything we say? Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't. Um, uh, expert opinion is the next one. Expert opinion is verging on evidence. Mm. If you know that that expert is evidence-based. Yeah. Um, so... If they're evidence-based, so for example us, if we dare call ourselves experts for a minute, we are going to reference most of the stuff we say on this podcast, hopefully, or yes. a lot of it. So we're saying we think this is probably true, and here's why. Mm. X, Y, and Z references. So we reference it for you. So we're not saying that that's necessarily our opinion. We haven't done the science on it. We're honest that yeah. we think about it because of this research, this research, and this research. If we then read load more research, we might say to you, actually, we were, we were wrong on that. Um, 
but we'll always reference ourselves. So don't believe us just because we go, oh yeah, you should do this. Unless we're giving you a reference, basically. Unless we're saying where we found this information yeah. from. So, the, I mean, a, a key example of that is experts always disagree with each other. So how can you believe two experts in the field? You get two S&C coaches. They will argue for hours yeah. about the best way to get the optimum performance out of a coach. They might both be right. But without research, you can't know which one will get you there quicker. Oh, well, yeah. It's, it's without these opposing views or contradiction, new research would never come out. We'd have no, we wouldn't yeah. be doing PhDs because we yeah. wouldn't be trying to find disprove or, or influence a new way of thinking. Yeah. It's the same, like I say, from a psychology perspective. We've all got a philosophy of practice. We're saying the cause of your behaviour is down to this. Yeah. So we're going to adopt this approach. Now, you give us two athletes, you put another psychologist next to me, you give us an athlete with yeah. the same issue, we're going to, have to come up with two probably completely different approaches. Yeah. Both evidence-based yeah. as well, always evidence-based. And they based. might That's both get gonna... you there, but yeah. without more and more and more evidence, we won't know which one is actually the quickest, and it might change person to person yeah. which one works the best. Um, and again, as we said with scientists, expert is a very subjective term. So that you'd get experts on the news to talk about X, Y, and Z. Yeah. I'm an expert in um, homeopathy. There's no such thing as an expert in homeopathy because it's made up. Oh, I'm an expert in, I don't know, cosmic communication with yeah. the dead. Well, okay, you can't be... There can't be many people yeah. lining up to be the top expert <laughs> yeah, in that field, can they? Yeah. yeah, so, um, yes. you know... Basically, what I'm saying there was for expert opinion, a pinch of salt. Mm -hmm. Those experts are only talking based on their own research. So a pinch of salt, do your own research. Mm -hmm. Where we start getting into better, the better category, you're starting to actually get some evidence. Uh, reliable uh, websites from reliable publishers. Yes. So I'm talking things like the NHS website. Yeah. The NHS website is all based on clinical trials the mm -hmm. stuff they're suggesting to you is based on clinical trials doesn't mean that some of it's not going to be wrong and that some of it's not going to get updated and get better through time but the nhs you know it's a reliable they're not a company making money out of us no the fact they're hemorrhaging money um from every orifice um so they're not trying to sell you anything they're just trying to make people in the country more healthy, healthy. so exactly. they're reliable they haven't got a vested interest in selling us anything they have got a vested interest in us being more healthy yes a, a lot of like you say a place where this evidence come from there could be very much an agenda behind it en so, de, indeed. En de, so, so again you know what's a different southern country my protein website I wouldn't call that a website from a reliable publisher. No. They have a vested interest in selling you something. Uh, the website of the local chiropractor, he is, they're trying to sell you a service, mm. the homeopathist, the Chinese medicine person that tells you that it definitely works if they poke you in the right spot on your aura. Um, they've got a vested interest in selling you that stuff. So you don't believe them if they tell you it works. Go and look somewhere else in yes. a third-party website. Um, after that... Books, and I'm talking academic books, I'm not talking Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, and books are only really good if they've also got a reference list of the primary research they use. So academic books will have a reference list of where they basically summarise a load of information, but they'll tell you where they got that information from. And you can go and read that original information and work out whether that's bullshit. That's a key, a key thing, Dan. Peer-reviewed journals, that's really what we're getting into. This is where we're getting to. For those of you that have never done like a science degree, you might be like, what the hell is a journal? It's basically, a, a journal is like a science magazine Yes. that publishes articles which are um, scientific studies written up in a, in a format that people can read. Um, 
And so the idea is that to get in one of those journals, your little article has to be read by two other experts in the field, two other scientists. Yes, Dan's yes. doing this at the moment, people. Yeah, it's a, a process. A rigorous process, a rigorous. isn't it, Dan? And bear in mind that the two people I've been fortunate enough to write this current article with are both editors of peer-reviewed journals in their own yeah. right. So they've helped write this, they've helped write this article collectively we've, we've put in shape which we feel is ready for publication yeah then before rather than going well these these two are doctors in their field they've got x y amount of publications no we've, we've had to send yeah. it to a journal doesn't matter you don't get any go points to two for other reviewers yeah. and it just shows the reviewers have come back with a number of recommendations and changes they want us to make before it can be established at the level for publication in a peer-reviewed yeah. journal which just shows how it's a rigorous process you can be there's still plenty of turd that gets published, like oh, yeah. the vaccine cause autism thing. That was published in one of the biggest journals in the world, The Lancet. Mm. Um, but they messed up. They published a retraction. No one read the retraction. 30 years later, later, there's people still not vaccinating their children because they're insistent that vaccines cause autism. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm trying so, to think of other examples where probably a misrepresentation of evidence. I say there's numerous ones, I know, but... Where you still hear that today. Yeah. There is, so that some gets through the cracks, there's no oh, doubt yeah. about that. But peer-reviewed journals are your first level of what I'm calling yes. proper evidence. Proper, proper. Proper evidence. You do a study, you write it up, you publish it to the world. Two people before it goes out to the world check that it's not complete and utter nonsense. Mm -hmm. And hopefully that filters out most of the nonsense. And then once that's published, other people then look at it retest it see if it really yeah. works and then you know exactly if they keep trying to disprove it yeah. and you don't then it's science we spend all this time doing research just for someone else to go okay i want to test that further yeah or i think i have a theory which or a hypothesis, a hypothesis which supersedes that based on your paper, paper that, yeah. which will contradict that, that will contradict you yeah. yeah and the best way to get famous in science by the way is to disprove someone else who thinks they've got a solid theory basically science you ask what the definition of science definition yeah. of science is uh, the study of being an arsehole and being an arsehole to everyone else yeah. 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 I work and prove yourself a superior but by doing that you get to the truth yes. that's what it's got to be like a competitive environment like yeah. that where you want to disprove everyone else mm. so that only the true stuff kind of rises oh, yeah, to the top look right going to stop um, and then the final level is a systematic review and or a meta-analysis. And these are these are peer-reviewed journal articles again. But what they have done is they've gathered up all of the information in the field. So they've waited until there's loads mm. of information. They gather it all together and they summarise it for you. And they say, yep, yeah, look, it works for young people. The reason it's contradictions is it works for young people. It doesn't work for old people. It works for males. It doesn't work for females. Uh, yeah, it works if you've got two left feet it doesn't work if you've got two right feet etc etc and so they summarize the information for you and that's like the best level because it means a good a, you know a good chunk yeah. of research has been done in that field so that's proper evidence guys that's proper evidence so your mate saying on facebook oh but there's nothing in milk that you should drink because milk's not good for you that's not evidence have a look at some peer-reviewed journals if peer-reviewed journals said to me you know, milk reduces the lifespan of humans, mm. I'd be like, okay, time for me to stop drinking yes. milk. Obviously, there are ethical reasons to do that, but that's personal opinion. But mm. I keep seeing videos of supposed doctors in America, one of whom, and I quote, said, there is nothing in milk that humans need. Calcium, protein. Yeah, I mean, that's objectively a false statement. And he's obviously doing that 
he's selling himself based on the fact he's a doctor. So people really go, oh, he's a doctor, expert, expert yeah. in human health. Um, whey protein. Uh, we're, by the way, we've got a genetic um, mutation that means we can um, process lactose. If you haven't got that, you are lactose intolerant. Um, but there's loads of stuff in it. There's protein in it. There's carbs in it that we can use. Yep. There's calcium in it, as you say. Like saying there's nothing in it that human need that humans need is just bullshit. Now, what he could have said: everything you find in milk, milk. you could potentially get from non-animal, yes. non-dairy sources. Very different statement. Yeah. Milk isn't the best way to get this stuff. Yeah. If he said that, may that may or may not be may or may not be true. Yes. Again, that's something that you can look into the the researcher. You could say there are good ethical reasons not to drink it. I've not got a problem with that. But saying I am a doctor, and by the way, he was calling it the whole way through the video. It's baby cow growth fluid. Humans shouldn't be drinking baby cow growth fluid. It's like for fuck's sake, shut up. Like there are there's plenty of stuff <laughs> in milk. That is good for humans. Make the argument it's not the best way of getting it. Haven't got yeah, a problem with that. Absolutely. Like I say, ethical reasons is where we should be clear. Yeah. Ethical reasons, absolutely. If yeah. You're not even going to go down, down that route. Yeah. Such, then absolutely can, can, yeah. can understand. But don't, don't make drive a an agenda claim. based on not even evidence. False, ridiculous, just yeah, claims. An, an just, actual just false claim. Yeah. yeah. So don't make scientific claims about something that you don't know about. Take home message: Don't trust doctors. Don't trust any. Do- <laughs> no, that's not the take home oh, claim. Oh. But do your own research. Do, do um, trust don't, some. Don't doctors. trust experts just because they say so. so. That is what they always say. And as lecturers, if you come into our lecture and we make a claim, we would expect and we would hope that our students, certainly by final year, would be smart enough to go. That doesn't sound right. Can you mm. tell me? Can you tell me where you got that information from? Yeah. Can I challenge you on this point? I've heard. You know, I've heard this. Is that not true? And then we'll go, that's very interesting. Don't talk in my lecture again. Yeah. <laughs> they go, very, very interesting. interesting. Well, here's the research. X, Y, and Z say Please. that you're wrong. So shut the fuck up. Please refer to this paper here. Mm. Or give me 10 minutes. Yeah. Let's take a break and I'll think about that. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll or, sorry, I haven't yeah. looked. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm oh. going to need to look at the research yes. in that and I'll get back to you. And then yeah. we come back next week and say, no, actually, that there are 10 papers that say I was yeah. right. Or, absolutely, you're right. There are 15 papers that said I, mm, I was wrong. wrong. And I think you might be right, actually. So question everyone. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm happy as a lecturer I, I, to be I, questioned. I like being questioned. Yeah. Not by the police. Not by the police, I should mention. <laughs> your, yeah, so, your honour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, always yeah. always question, basically. So we said about these peer-reviewed journals then. How can you find? That's all well and good for us scientists. John, where are they? Yeah, all well and good for us scientists, isn't it? Where are they? Um, the answer, ladies and gentlemen, is there's Please. loads of places, but the, the easiest place is Google Scholar, isn't it? Yes. There's another certainly. one called PubMed uh, that you yep. can look up. If you just go into Google and type in the word scholar, see. Uh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> Dyslexia, ladies and gentlemen. S-C-H-O-L-A-R. And go on to Google Scholar. It is a website, a search engine. Sorry, go on. If I can just interject. Me. Well, no, what I found actually um, is a factor, as he was spelling out with C, I was <laughs> appreciatively nodding as if to say, yep, John, you're all right. Keep going, going So, so um, equally as, uh, <laughs> as bad with words. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, so yeah, go into Scholar. Basically, this is a search engine for academic um, <laughs> sources. Yeah. Um, and so basically, you can do you can Google something. Let's Google does creatine work, something like that. 
Um, and then you'll get all of these journal articles come flying up. Um, you're not going to have, unfortunately, you're going to get basically what's called an abstract, which is like a summary. It's like almost the blurb that yes. will tell you who they were like, or who the participants were, what they did, how they tested it, what their conclusion was. That's a nice summary. For most people, that's kind results, of... Results, yeah, discussion. Yeah. Discussion, conclusion. conclusion. Um, for most people, that's enough. Read the little blurb, great. If you're really interested, you want to read the whole paper, for some of them, you'll be able to get it. There'll be a PDF version or whatever. For some, you won't. Mm. That's just because, at the moment, you kind of have to pay um, for access to a lot of these yes. journals. If you're at a university, they normally pay thousands and thousands of pounds yes. to get access to these science magazines essentially so they can get more um research i saw a thing on uh on facebook dan mm. a quick aside actually if you want some more science and good evidence-based stuff in your life there are some people on social media who i will recommend yes. ifl science i fucking love science they're called it's it a certainly does. yeah they put out loads of articles they put out memes they put yeah. out loads of good information on facebook and i think they're on twitter um Get some good science on your social media. Another one that I like is Skeptic's Guide to the Universe. Really good page. Again, they put out loads of stuff. So they'll hear, you'll hear stuff in the media and then they'll publish an article saying, was this real? Yes. Like, was this real or was this shit? Um, do you remember the famous blue white dress thing that was on? I remember. That was online? So IFL Science posted up a thing saying, this is how the blue white dress thing works. This is why we're seeing it different colours. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. So stuff like that is good. Okay. Um, Fucking sack off lad bible and the sports bible. The most clickbait nonsense I don't see. I, I unfollow both of them. I cannot tolerate the level of clickbait coming out of those absolute turd social media platforms. <laughs> it's usually based on a title, which has firstly little or nothing to do with the actual article. Yeah. If it does, it's a throwaway statement. Exactly, yeah. Or a piece of research, research or whatever. Yeah. I'm sorry, when I go research, ladies and gents, on a podcast, I'm doing yeah inverted commas, commas yeah. Elongating the word, I should research. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Nonsense. So sack them off and get some good knowledge to your newsfeed. IFL yeah. Science and um, Skeptics Guide to the Universe are both mm -hmm. are two good ones, and they do kind of some good evidence based reviews where they'll they'll show you all of the literature they've looked at. Do like some proper good literature reviews. So there was a, a back to the actual point I was making, Dan. Mm -hmm. um, there was an article on IFL Science that was saying there's this website called SciHub. Okay. C. <laughs> C. I. C. H. U. B. SciHub. Um, and basically, it's like a pirate website for journal articles. Okay. And they were saying that so many people are using this website that mm -hmm. soon journals might stop. Well, might have to stop charging for subscription. Well, I thought you were going to so say stop existing. No, no, no. When well, are we going to get our evidence from? Yeah, otherwise, yeah. where are we going to get our evidence from? So hopefully, people, you'll be able to get the full access to more of these websites in mm. the, or more of these papers in the future. But for now, you can just read the summary anyway. So you could say, I'm thinking about taking creatine. You put creatine in Google Scholar and you see the papers and it will say, um, you know, there'll be papers for sprinters. There'll be, you know, creating use in cyclists creating you can pick your sport you can try and find some that are in your age group and you can work out whether creatine works and there's well if you're talking about creatine there is tons of research oh, and there'll be some stuff that people will say to you oh have a look at this oh uh, yeah glucosamine for joint health and then you'll look it up there's no there's no research on it so you kind of think well actually i'm going to hold off until there is some research, research in the world yeah. one we were talking about before was uh, himalayan pink salt 
Yeah, yeah. Big, I have had people saying to me, Himalayan pink salt is so much more healthy for you. Make sure you take Himalayan pink salt. I did the bloody Google Scholar search. It's not one paper (laughs) in the entire world that shows that Himalayan pink salt is any healthier than normal salt. Believe it or not, ladies and gents, actually, I've done a similar thing with plenty of topics. It's not just pink Himalayan salt. Oh, no, that was just an example. That's just a power example. There Mm. is plenty. The amount of times things I thought... Things I've kind of looked up on Google Scholar to find evidence and thought, well, so there's going to be something on this. Yeah. There is nothing on it. And For just... example, our entire lives, if you injure yourself, you put ice on it. Yeah. Obviously, there'll be a million papers. It'll be really clear how long mm-hmm. you're meant to put ice on stuff for. It'll be really clear where you're meant to put the ice, whether it should be solid ice or whether it should be an ice mm-hmm. pack, whether it should be against your skin or whether it shouldn't. Mm-hmm. You do a bloody Google Scholar search, it is not clear at all, mm-hmm. especially for kind of muscle pain, it is not clear at all how long you should ice for, how cold the ice should be, whether it should be wet ice, whether it should be dry ice, whether it should be an ice pack, stuff that you would think. Same with stretching, isn't it, I've been told. Stretching, the research on stretching is shite. It's almost, if you delve through the nonsense of stretching research, you can't come up with what is actually, actually. the best answer yet. Not enough research has been done. And I'm not saying that that this can't these questions can't be answered i'm just saying they haven't been answered yet so you need to kind of hold off but yeah there's some things that yeah as you say like stretching you I mean you taught that in junior school mm. hold it for five seconds before or eight seconds before exercise hold it for 40 seconds afterwards essentially arbitrary i mean straight away as well without going too much detail straight away as well this this almost wide hair belief i'm about to do some exercise i'm going to do some static stretching yeah I mean, that is, it's to... almost certain that that is a bad idea. Yeah. Um, if nothing else, it, 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 static stretching before exercise definitely reduces your maximum force output. Mm. But the rest of it's just so unclear. Yeah. Ballistic stretching's bad. Actually, ballistic stretching might be good as long as you're trained. Uh, actually, ballistic stretching this. Oh, oh, don't ballistic stretch. Do ballistic stretch. Oh, when stretch. does a dynamic stretch become a ballistic stretch? No one knows. <laughs> so, so basically, yeah. Do your Google Scholar search and just see for yourself. Yeah. Is there any research? Does the research all agree? If you can find a bit of research that says creatine use in cyclists, let's say you're a cyclist, a systematic review and meta-analysis, they've done the hard work for you. All you've got to do is sit back. Sit back. Pour yourself a glass yeah. of Chardonnay. 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 Oh, please. Oh, what were you going for? Oh, I was going to go for um, vodka Red Bull. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and they'll kind of they'll have then summarise a load of papers for you. Chances are they won't have summarised them all, so you might still need to look at some other yeah. research. But at least you could say thirty papers have said that creatine for sprint interval sprint performance. Mm. Gives you so much useful information as well. What was the level of competitors? Yeah, age, previous supplementation, yeah. use. Yeah. Because it might work in health conditions. There's stuff that will work on beginners that won't work on elite athletes Hmm. and vice versa. So people think like, oh, the research will disagree. Scientists can't agree with each other. Scientists say this. Scientists say that. It's like, no, no, no. It works on pro athletes. It doesn't work on novices. Hmm. Until there's loads of research done, you can't make that distinction. So you have to wait. Just be patient for God's sake. Don't do fads. We've already said that. And just be patient. Have a look at the research. Once there's enough research... I'm an 18 to 25 year old male doing interval sprints. I look up creatine for interval sprints and it says, yeah, a hundred papers have said that creatine is good. This is an example that creatine is good for male interval sprinters. Sweet. I'll start using creatine until that point. I'm not going to give anyone my money. 
I'm not going to give people my money because my protein or maxi muscle other brands available say so. Absolutely. So is that clear, God damn it? If it's not, then get out of here. No, yeah, don't. We, yeah, we yeah, don't listeners. Don't. Yeah, don't. So yeah, as I say, hopefully more of these journals are going to become what's called open access. So you'll be able to, anyone can read the entire paper. That's yeah. the way kind of science is going. Mm-hmm. We're doing all of this science in our, inverted commas again there, mm-hmm. um, in our PhDs. We want everyone to be able to read it. You're not going to want to. <laughs> but <laughs> we want people to be able to read it. So hopefully when we publish our journal articles, you'll be able to see them on Google Scholar. And we're going to rub them in your faces, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to make you see uh, them. Uh, 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 um, so that's it basically google scholar pubmed is another place you can search look for proper academic research Mm. and look for where you can you want to be able to see what athletes did they actually use who were they if it says it works in males and you're a female it might not work for you Mm. so wait a little bit longer until there's some research in females as well um if you're a six foot tall giant man highly trained and it says you, you know um two foot tall lady cyclist took some beetroot juice and it made them cycle faster it might not work for you your physiology is probably quite different and you're highly trained and they weren't highly trained they were novices um so it might work for one and not the other so just read the research people please don't believe facebook and twitter most of the people on there don't know what they're talking about we do we do um and don't believe your friends and family they don't know what they're talking about don't trust anyone. <laughs> Don't trust anyone. Live under a constant cloud of doubt and suspicion and your yeah. life will be fulfilling. Yes. And joyous. And joyous. <laughs> and it is quite freeing to think that something's true and then realise you were wrong yeah. and just go, you know what, I'm going to stop doing that. Yeah. I'm going to stop wasting my money on multivitamins because I'm just having really expensive wheeze. <laughs> it's quite freeing to go actually all the research says is you just piss it all out. Literally pissing your money yeah, away. Yeah, literally pissing your money away. Well, not so, that because you're not actually pissing go where the evidence leads you basically and be skeptical dan so until i see the evidence i'm not going to believe in it Mm. but i'm not cynical skeptical is where if you see some evidence you go no it's still not true it's still not true i'm not i'm not cynical but i'm skeptical of everything until i see some good evidence that something works i'm not going to waste my money on it okay that's my stand on it dan skepticism is the key to life to realism. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You've actually done one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. That was good. Yeah. Yeah, you're welcome. It's the key to getting to the right answer, yeah. basically. Yes. Yeah. And to not being a, just a gullible motherfucker. No. Excellent. There's a wasp behind you. Is there actually? No. Oh, <laughs> oh, God damn it. See, there was no evidence. <laughs> um, good. Well, hopefully that, um, hopefully that helps. So from now on, when we say, oh, look. Lee and Sly 2010 said that you should all go and jump off a building. You can mm. go Google Scholar and you can Google it and go, that's not what it said. These oh. two are bloody bullshitting. They were undergrads then. Yeah. Struggling to <laughs> yeah. even get a degree. They barely knew what they were talking yeah. about. Um, yeah, you can then look it up and go, John and Dan were talking shit on that website. Yeah. They were wrong about this. And then you can contact us and we'll take it back. <laughs> yeah. Any more motivation? You can give you that smug guy down at a pub. When the guy comes with a cold and flu and one of them goes, oh, make sure you get lots of vitamin C. <laughs> Chuckle with your... Yeah, just go, ha, ha. There's no evidence <laughs> that vitamin C change. Oh, but it made me feel better last time. You would have got better anyway, you bloody <laughs> idiot. Yeah. Get out of my sight. Uh, and talking about IFL science, actually, they put up a review article um, not that long ago that said vitamin C, there's almost no... There's almost definitely no link between vitamin C and yeah. reduced cold times. That There could be with zinc. And mm. notice... Notice they didn't say, scientists say, definitely zinc cures colds. That's not what they said. They said, 
there might be a link between zinc intake and reduced um, cold time or increased immune function. But again, they were very careful not to you know to hedge their bets because there's not enough research yet. Mm. So IFL Science, I recommend it. As do I. As do we all. As do we all. Should we have a quick, uh, quick round of sport or not, Dan? John? Is it a sport or, or is, is it, it not? not a sport? I will tell you based on three criteria. Criteria one. Boom. <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I was in backing noises. Oh, okay, rather than rather than. Let's go. I wasn't paying attention yet. Okay, John. Uh, climbing. Definitely a sport, Dan. Um, and guys, for the first time, it's going to be in the Tokyo Olympics 2020. Um, there's speed climbing for the first time, which is quite cool. Like in Gladiators. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, they run at the wall, except no one's chasing them. They're just two people oh, um, shoot up the wall. And if you haven't seen it, Google it. The speed they go oh, up these walls I've seen at videos of it. is it exceptional. Is then the first one to ring a bell wins. Is... I think there's also um, some more like technical bouldering climbing where basically you have to get from the bottom to the top, and it's really hard. And so basically, yeah, you climb the route and I think you yeah. you kind of get points or something. I don't know how it works, how it's scored. But um, so, yeah, definitely takes skill. Definitely will improve you physically. If nothing else, grip strength, um, yeah. incredible. Um, and you can compete in it. It's a sport. There you go. Walking. Um, just going for a stroll. We've kind of discussed before, haven't we? Yeah. Just strolling with the dog is not a sport. One, it's not competitive. Yeah. Um, speed walking. Probably. Hmm. Probably. Will make you fitter. Yes. Doing it. You look fucking ridiculous. <laughs> but it will make you fitter. Hmm. Um, you can definitely compete in it. Yeah. And I guess it takes some skill to not take your second foot off the floor. Hmm. There's a technique to doing it to go fast without making it a jog or a sprint. Hmm. It takes some skill to, yeah. And it takes kind of one hell of a set... Of testicles, so <laughs> yeah. not mind looking that stupid. Kind <laughs> of looking like a whole number bigger shit. <laughs> yeah. Very impressive. So yeah, probably. Okay. Uh, uh, yes, uh, speed walking. Running. Uh, definitely. Okay. Now, Dan, this is an interesting one because people might say, so it's definitely competitive. Yes. Um, it definitely, obviously, makes you fitter. Mm -hmm. But people might go, but where's the where's the skill or the or the technique or the or that sort of thing. And, well, one, if you're sprinting, there's loads of technique to sprinting, oh, yeah. by the way. You know that stupid high knee warm-up that all the footballers do? Oh. That's a sprinting running drill to get you to drive your knee through when you're sprinting. Footballers just do it because it looks good. You know the heel flick thing? And they do this in jiu-jitsu all the time. Yeah. You know that annoying thing running with your heels so that they hit your bum? That's to get you to bring your heel up so that you can bring your leg through quicker as ah. a sprint drill. That is a sprint drill. Why everyone's running around doing warm-ups, flicking their heels up to their asses, I've still no idea. So there is, sprinters don't just go to the gym and then run along the 100 metres. They do tons of technique work to try and make sure that their foot hits the ground pushing backwards to drive them forwards fast and stuff like that. So there's loads, loads of technique. Um, then in long-distance races, there's loads of tactics and there's techniques in getting your nutrition right. And when do I, when do I start my sprint? And you know, do I hang back at the start? And do I, like, if you've watched one, um, Mo, some of Mo Farah's last races, I was lucky enough yeah. to be there when he did his last um, five and ten k race at the uh, uh, what the what's it called? Stadium? Uh, yeah, at the World Athletics oh, or whatever it was, World Athletics Championship. 
watching the the tactics and the the technique and the way when they decide to sprint and stuff is is very yeah. interesting that's why his race is also always so exciting this week actually related to that on a bit of a tangent but mm. quite incredible they just got ordinary member gym members going members of a public yeah they put a treadmill up for pace at which he runs a 5k oh, yes and i needed to attach him to a safety harness yeah. just in case bear in mind he's running 5k consistently yeah. of a speed and beyond a majority of them last i'd say 10 seconds if not that much it's it's it literally is the speed in the gym for a lot of them where you look around and go that man is ridiculous he's yeah. gonna go flying off that i was wondering i was watching it and i was coming out i wonder if i could stick with him for 400 meters and having seen it live i was like no, no. <laughs> i don't think i could no i don't think i could ex- he would be close to my max 400 meter yeah time yeah and he's doing 10k yeah. or 5k it is ridiculous yeah i um when i was doing my master's study uh, a good friend of mine tony dawkins who might be on the podcast in the future a fit guy mm. like one of the fittest in the year by far did a 10k run for me literally ran until he fell off the back of the treadmill and then like just collapsed there on the back after he'd finished the 10k run just a sweaty mess and i just went down to him and said mo farrow does it in half that time <laughs> <laughs> literally uh, it was, I don't think it was quite double but it was like nearly yeah, double the time and it was a fast ridiculous. 10k time as well it's it's kind of, yeah Mo Farah does it in half that so yeah there's technique and there's tactics in long distance running for sure um, so yeah running is of course a sport yeah. well there we have it ladies and gentlemen there we go ladies Another and gentlemen round of is it a sport is it a sport or is it a <laughs> Uh, we wasted um, all our money on the uh, actual official sports science podcast jingle, so unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, that one's, that one's going to be used by someone today. else. Well, there we have it, John. Another Ladies and gentlemen, deep thanks for joining us. Formative episode. Thank you. I enjoyed that, John. And yeah, get on Google Scholar, people. Don't yeah. trust your friends. Yeah, absolutely. Really also, get on iTunes and give us a positive review. Yeah, so um, if you guys could go on iTunes and leave us a review, it would help us greatly. It kind of bumps us up. The It'll make it easier for people to see us. Mm-hmm. Um, it boosts our fragile egos. Egos a bit. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, that would be great. Also, get in contact with us with questions, especially if... Um, You've got any questions for exams that are coming up? Maybe for a sports science student, we want to do a kind of answering a question yeah. special. Very shortly, we want to do an exam special. Yeah, Did I know. I remember in my undergrad, there was certain exam questions I would be recommended papers, and the amount of time I'd waste just purely sieving through trying to understand the concepts and theory. So, if it's something we can help you with, yeah, we'll try and do the research for you, and yes. then we'll tell you where the references are so that yes. you could reference them as well. Um, likewise, if you're not a sports science student, you've just got an interesting question. If we then think that it would help a student that might have an exam, we'll answer it in that episode as well. So, um, at Sports Side Podcast on Twitter. Yes. The Sports Science Podcast. On Instagram. On Instagram. Um, And the Sports Science Podcast at Outlook.com. Email us your questions, please. So until next time, John. Yeah, until next time, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Adieu. 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 Fake news. Fake news. Fake news.